welcome to this extra helping of Table Manners, sponsored by PayPal. Mum, I love PayPal. When I didn't have internet banking, because I couldn't be asked to just go through all the hoops, I relied on PayPal for everything. But I use that almost exclusively. I never would always use it in if preference it's the to a credit card. Yeah, yeah, me too. Well, thank you, PayPal, because you've set us up on a bit of a blind date today. We have the brilliant Candice Brathwaite coming to talk about everything from, and just like that, I'm not your baby mother, fashion, food, eating out, staying in, PayPal, success. I don't know, bright colours. We've got it all Do you today. Think dressed up. I actually wore this brightly coloured cardigan got scarf on. because I thought that I needed to make somewhat of an effort. I've even done a very big flick You've on got my a big bit. Flick, it's a bit too much, though, isn't it? No, Is it a bit Amy? I like it. I mean, no, we love Amy. We love Amy. It doesn't matter, darling. It's but fine. Anyway, I've been following her for a long time on Instagram. I love watching her wedding. She, Mum, when you see the outfit that she wore on her wedding, chef's kiss, amazing. Okay. And her commentary on And Just Like That. Now, I haven't finished watching... I've watched all of them. Okay, well, then you can have a discussion. Yeah. But she's got a lot to say on it. And, uh, yeah, thank you, PayPal, for bringing us together. What are you cooking, Mum? I noticed a recipe. Where? Mary Berry. Oh. Um, It might have been come up on Instagram um, for miso prawns, Mm. which I've marinated all day. What Um, kind of miso it's white miso white, paste sweeter, with sesame right. oil and soy sauce, garlic, bit of chili and lemongrass. And it's they've been marinating all days. I schlepped out and got prawns with big shells on as well, so it would look nice. I'm going to cook it with bok choy and serve it with jasmine rice, sticky rice and endamame beans. Then for afters, yeah. I'm doing what my this lovely friend trick. Jill does. She does these, Jill and Johnny serve these tortas, which are a Spanish kind of biscuit mm. made with olive oil. They're light. They're very, very delicious. light, sweet biscuit and serve it with raspberries and creme fraiche on top. Not mascarpone. I've got mascarpone Well, then here. they're sweet, so then the creme fraiche cuts through. Yeah, it tastes delicious. I like it, mother. Yeah. I like it a lot and I'm going to nick it for a dinner party that I'm going to yeah, do. Yeah, it's, it's so easy and it looks fabulous and you let the people open up the little packet themselves. Um, so, Candice Brathwaite, coming up on this extra serving of table manners. Um, I can't wait to meet this woman. This woman is... I find her really inspiring. I think the way that she talks about parenting, she's really frank, she's um, always makes an effort. She which I could learn a lot from. You don't need to learn. I'm actually, Mum, I feel like you should get into a brighter colour. Do you know what, Jessie? What? I'm not. Oh, right. Let Candice shine. I'll let her shine. Um, Candice Brathwaite coming up on Table Manners. coming and no, doing this well thank you paypal for setting us up literally thank yeah. you for having blind me. date I, i've followed you for a while yeah. and i'm so impressed by you and inspired oh. the way that you talk about parenting the way that you talk about and just like that which <laughs> we need to discuss oh, i know i i i can quote most episodes of sex, sex in, in the, the city. city yeah i love that i, I love that. it too but you're obsessed yeah, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. And I didn't want to like and just like that. But when you're that invested... You, you, there, there are people. This is it. There like, are people. I don't care That's how shit the, the storyline is. I didn't I'm going to be either. there. I'm going to be rooting for you. I'm going to love it. So you started doing commentary. Yeah. Whilst watching. Yeah. Have you done this with any other Never. Never TV cared show? to. Just di- like not invested in the way that I'm invested in that. The whole reason I've got the career I have is because in my mind, Carrie Bradshaw was a real thing. I was like, you can write a few words, you can buy lots was. of shoes. That's the thing. And then kids came along and changed everything. But I'm still very invested in the idea or supporting the idea of, of women carving out their own path in life, like deciding not to have kids or deciding not to settle down. Like it's the, it's the joy of my life. I'm my only married friend. Oh, really? oh yeah. 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 But you got married recently? Yeah, November 2nd last year. So can I ask why you decided to get married? Was it always <gasps> on the cards for you? No, it's the, it's the will, it's the money. 
It's, the, <laughs> <laughs> it's like strategic marriage. I'm yeah. just like, so we we've got a, we started a business together two years ago, and our accountant looked at us and was like, "This is actually more binding than marriage." And if you two were to part ways, this is going to be like the biggest fight you have. Why don't you just do it? And I was like, yada, yada, yada. Then Esme was giving it the like, you're the only two parents in my class that aren't married. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, for God's sake, fine, whatever. And it's not that I don't love him. I just don't tie the two together. Marriage isn't romance. And I think girls aren't told that. You're told from a young age, like, that defines romance. That is that is love, getting married. And I'm like, it's not. It's paper, and it's paper pushing, and it's the and ability it's to control. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and you really enjoyed that I outfit. Enjoyed that. Show mum, show mum. <laughs> so look, I need to know. And I do want to know that. Jess, would you do me a favour? Yeah. Would you turn the heating up a bit? Yeah, so All you need to do is turn the wheel as high as it will go. So polite of you, so, but God, yeah, I just uh, you don't need to press the middle, just turn it up so it looks like 25 because I'm frozen and she's got a little I'm dress frozen. on here. I'm absolutely freezing today. Is it? Yeah, um, darling, where did you meet your husband? He Have you known him a hundred years? Yeah, he stalked me on Twitter for so two he years. He your choice of words. Yeah. For two years, and I was with a really bad guy, and he literally waited until the tweets turned to like I've broken up, and then he started DMing me, and then we DM'd for weeks, and then he was like, "Oh, what's your? Send me a link to your WhatsApp," and I still don't understand technology, so I just sent the link, not knowing that that was my phone number. So then he called. He was like, "Hi," I was like, "Who's this?" He was like, "The guy you've been speaking to for six weeks. The rest is literally That's history." It's like a courtship. Yeah, six yeah. weeks on Twitter. I know. I know. <laughs> I was like, "Ooh," um, and it's been ten years. That feel like they've gone like that. And God, was he? How long's Twitter been going? That makes May. me feel oh May. Was, it, was he? So was he from round here or Milton he was, Yeah, Keynes? he was living in Clapham. He was. And what I was doing at the time, very stupidly, I would never do now, is I was running with a, a group called Random Crew, and I was pushing my stats to Twitter, and not just my stats, my map. My running Oh, map. my oh, God. Oh, no. That's Perfect a stalker's for... delight. <laughs> and what Twitter would do is then send Shit. that map to people who also lived in that area. So that's how he was even able to find... Cause like, oh, he was yeah. probably running around behind you Lit- and you didn't know. I'm like, I would never do that now. <laughs> what's his name? Matey, you. What's his face? Joe and you. Hold on. <laughs> But, you know, the first date, where was the first date? In a a dungeon? No, at my house. He came to my house. We slept together on the first date. I was very much like, there's nothing in this, you know, like, this is a rebound, leave me alone. And he was very like, no, 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 I I think I'm going to love you. Is he good looking? A little bit. He's very handsome. I want to see. Very handsome. You need to see the outfit too. Okay, let me find that out. But that is the... um, the registry office look. <laughs> you see, no, look yeah. one. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was feathers. There was feathers. <laughs> yeah. She has a look for every Yes, <laughs> mum. There was that, and then the evening was that. Ooh. Wow. But it was literally, we, we planned that in 13 days. You. I know. you planned it in 13 days? Yeah. So we went to the registry office knowing that, you know, COVID's got everyone backed up or mm. whatever. Mm. Um, and what happened? Right, we went to the registry office. She was like, you know, COVID's got everything backed up. You're not going to get a slot for at least 18 months. We were like, we don't care. She's typing. Someone cancels that date as she's typing. They, she's they like, actually, COVID. you've got seven weeks now. How about that? I was like, yeah, great. Now, throughout this whole time, I've been like, let's just go to the registry office, come home, eat MACDs. A few friends get to find out and they're getting livid. They're like, we have stuck by you guys for 10 years. We need our night. It's not yeah. even about yeah. you. We want to celebrate. So like two weeks before the date, I was like, all right, let's do something. And then we found a wedding plan and she knocked it out in 13 days. But it was a thir- it was a 28 people guest list, actually. I was really strict. And I was home by midnight. 10.30, I was drinking coffee. I was being like, go home. Did you do the styling? <laughs> a little. Yeah. I just chose the colours. And yeah. then I... I I just allowed myself to trust her vision. And but for the clothes as well? Her clothes was all me. Oh, oh please, yeah. Mum. You think she's going <laughs> to let me... That, that feather, that, that, those pink... Those pink feathers are pink something feathers. else. So, and and, and uh, you're... I hate so going out I shopping. feel like unique and these to like... The hunt. It's the oh. hunt. It's the... 
So where's your fa- your shops? You go to different shops. Yeah. Do you have a fo- when you go? Yeah. You have a focus. So I'm going here, here, and here. Yeah, I've got a focus. I've cut things out of Vogue or Grazia, and then I go to them. And what looking for the wedding dress taught me is you go in there and you always go, "What's in the back?" You really? always go. That dress What's I wore on my wedding was on its way to landfill. It was the back door of the stockroom was open, and I saw the dress hanging there. And I was like, what is that? And where is it going? She was like, oh, no, we've got to chuck that away. So the retail price on that was like £13,000. And she gave it to me for 700 quid because it was going to the bin. But so tell me, how did you get together with PayPal? And you're on a bit of a mission. Oh, yeah, I'm on a mission. Because we're like your last stop. Yeah, I'm on the mission to encourage people to talk about money. Um, PayPal came to me because they saw me, especially on TikTok, really trying to encourage this conversation, specifically amongst communities of colour. Because it's like, actually, I, I think there's a survey, the British public would rather talk about sex and or death than money. They, really? Yeah, they don't want to talk about money. And for me, opening up about money, I used to be in a lot of debt, a lot of debt. And this wasn't a, a long time ago. This was like five, six years ago. And I saw this video where Jim Carrey had written himself a check of $10 million. It was just this random video I came across. And he put it in his wallet and he signed it to himself and he put the date by which he wanted to acquire this money. At the time, he was sleeping in his car, I think. And my back was so against the wall, I was like... I'll give that a try. I'm not necessarily back then. I didn't even know what manifestation or the woo-woo was. I was like, I'll give that a try. So what did you do your... um, I wrote out five checks. I wrote out five. And in my mind, I was like, this is going to come from this publishing company. And And at one point I had them pinned on the fridge and then I put them in my purse. And within two years, every single check had been cleared in real life. Every, I remember the day I was able to come downstairs and tell we were, he was my boyfriend then. And I was like, listen, not only can I pay off my debt, I can pay off the debt you've gone into trying to get us to move out of London. And he just stood there like, you what? I was like, babe, I know. And how did you manage to clear those debts? Like what kind of, what, like what? what was working was it the internet was like your friend yeah the internet was working so I was working in publishing when my daughter was about two I was Mm -hmm. working at a really good publishers in the marketing department and in 2015 the word blogger was everywhere Mm -hmm. and I was spending my whole day on the phone to bloggers and when they were telling me what they were going to charge us to promote a book I just wrote little notes down like, you are in the wrong job. (laughs) And how do you get on the other side of that fence? Then I was like, okay, you build an Instagram, you build a website, you do all of Mm. this stuff. Very Pisces of me. Once I'd made that decision, I quit that job three months later. I was like, I'm done. And then did it start with you kind of documenting being a parent? Yeah. I noticed. So it was in that rise of mum mumfluencers yeah mumfluencers mummy blogging yeah what I noticed in that sphere is that there were no black women Mm. not one um and it was all very white very middle class very polished very nothing's wrong I've got this gorgeous kitchen island and this buggy that cost a grand all of that and I was like okay from a business perspective that's my in I'm like, I've got a kid and I don't necessarily see myself in this messaging. So I'm going to get online and speak about my experience as a black British mother. Now, between quitting the job and seeing my first check, it was like three years. So I wouldn't advise people to do that. But that was my way of betting on myself. So were you a kind of mummy blogger? Yeah. Okay. I know. Did it, like, (laughs) did you have a discussion? Well, your daughter was two, right? Yes, two. Like, did you... And this is not me judging you, this yeah. is me being interested. Like, yeah. But did you have a discussion with her about whether she was happy to be documented? No, And no. how does she feel? Does she kind of understand what your job is yeah. now? Or is she just like, because... Does she understand? Because you have many different... Yeah. You wear different hats. Yeah, so. she gets it now. But I would say back then... I didn't ask and I wouldn't ask. And I've got a friend who's in a similar job from a similar background. And I'll be frank, you you were too poor to ask. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I've got no interest if you want this camera in your face because this camera is the difference between eating or not. So I'm not going to, do you know what I mean? I'm not, I wasn't in a position to sincerely think, does she want to be in this ad? It's like being it all wet yourself. 
there we mm. are. Now that things are a little bit more stable, she's very vocal. She's like, I don't feel like doing that. Mm. I'm like, babe, I hear you. Mm. And now I've positioned myself to a place where no one thinks mummy blogger anymore. When you say Candice, it's, no. like not, it's no. not the first thing that comes to mind. Sunday but Times a, bestseller. Th- that stuff, do you know like, what I mean? You know, like, the rain style, you know, you do, yeah. This is it. And, um, but it was, it was a good jumping off point because, like I said, there was a gap in the market. So where did you start out? You started out in South London. Yeah. Who was cooking dinner and what were you eating? Oh, my God. Who was cooking dinner? It was Nan or Grandad. So I was primarily raised by my maternal grandfather. My mum and dad split up when I was quite young. My granddad got mugged and he was left blind in one eye <sighs> shortly before I was born. And back then, that just meant you were deemed unfit for work because he used to work in construction. So he'd gone from like working in construction to now being a stay-at-home dad. Um, and he did all the housework and the ironing and the cleaning and the cooking. So he raised me. He took me to school from like baby to 10. Why did you go there instead of staying with your mum? So mum lived there, but she just worked so much. I barely saw okay. her. What was she working? I think she was like a sales assistant in the shoe department. So that's where that habit comes from. Um, <laughs> Which shoe department? I think back then, I think it was Selfridges. It was Selfridges or Harrods. It was uh-huh, very... Uh-huh. And back then, a sales... I'm not saying it isn't now, but a sales assistant, like my mum would get proper dressed up. And put, yeah, you and did. You, know, yeah. you were like so proud to like be on that counter or represent a certain brand. But it meant I never saw her. I saw my dad every Saturday. We had a great relationship. But granddad did the bulk of the cooking. And I remember every Saturday in our house. It's a very Caribbean thing, Saturday soup. So just a massive pot of soup, chicken, green banana, all of, yam, mm. all of that. Um, and then there was something I hated. I still hate it, actually. It's called cuckoo. It's a traditional Bajan dish because my maternal grandparents are from Barbados. And it's like, I think it's like cassava or cornmeal. Um, but then you slap flying fish on top and I love flying fish. So I remember I just used to peel the flying fish off the cuckoo and like wipe the cuckoo off the fish and then eat the fish um of course rice and peas all of that just just hearty west indian food but then also there was a great um fish and chip shop run by an amazing greek family and i used to run there every friday and that's when fish and chips still came in newspaper so are you a good cook Terrible cook. Really? Ter- terrible Is cook. Is husband good? Brilliant cook. Thank God for that. So what's really interesting about being with this guy, right? And I'm sure it was because I was raised by granddad. I never had an interest of doing quote unquote womanly duties. And I remember alongside Saturday soup was Saturday cleaning. And so there'd be John Holt playing in the background or Marvin Gaye or something. And you've got to get up on a Saturday and clean the house. And I was just the laziest cleaner. I was like, I don't want to do it. Who else was at home? So it wasn't, it wasn't. Did you have brothers and sisters? No, I was an only child up until seven. Then my sister came along and then my brother was born when I was 15 which is a chunky gap. Um, and so I'm like, I don't want to, I just want to read. I loved reading. I was like, why am I cleaning? And I think what confused things in my mind. So I see my nan leave the house every day at 4.30 and go to work. She's the main breadwinner. My granddad can't work. Then every Friday night, she sits on this old ottoman. She pulls out her checkbook and does all these stubs and she's got a calculator and she's looking over her glasses And then on Saturday, she's helping clean. And I'm like, make it make sense. Mm. And so I think there was something in me that just repelled that. And I remember when I met my very West African Nigerian husband, I was like, what does Cardi B say? I don't cook, I don't clean. Let me show you how I got this ring. Literally. (laughs) That is is my life. (laughs) I'm like, I don't. I don't do that. So yeah, watching my nan every Friday, like sit on this ottoman and fill out these checks, it really showed me how women could be financially empowered. This was like the late 80s, early 90s. So a very different time. And it's only now that I'm hearing that my granddad got the absolute piss taken out of him by his friends for being that stay at home guy. Um, But Did he find it quite emasculating or not? I don't think so. I think deep down he really enjoyed it. And I think that's why you've turned out so well. Do you know what? He would love to hear that. And it's true. I always credit him with 
everything because he was literally so invested in my schooling and you know just making sure that my my childhood was very protected for as long as possible but I think seeing my nan literally like flex the money and him stay at home it did set something in motion because that's how my household was for a really long time for a long time I was the breadwinner and then my husband quit his job smack bang in the middle of the pandemic Mm. and I'd been begging him to and I said what was he doing before he was like see I don't even know he was like a manager at a construction company not on site but in sales just spending lots of hours on the road going to speak to people and it was starting to affect my job and then what I was trying to break down to him is my job brings in more money I have to be frank and Mm. I wish that women could be frank and I'm like now we need to look at this through the prism of um what's best for the household Mm. it's not just that I make more money are we missing out on making more and having better financial stability for the kids because of your quote-unquote masculinity Mm. like make that make sense I agree and then in the middle of the pandemic his role really changed because now they had to chase debt all the time as a business he was like I'm so depressed I'm so unhappy and I'm just sitting there like baby now is the time the water is warm join me and he was like I'm scared but I'm gonna do it and he quit and things have never been better so now you work together yeah so what's your business so it's essentially a media company and he helps manage all the ads with my management he helps manage all the ads and now he's become an author his book comes out in june so now it's like some kind of like you've liberated him i hope so I, and I do say, again, I'm really frank and I'm, I'm, I, I don't like hide my tongue. I'm like, listen, if there's one thing I'm proud of is literally if I die tomorrow, you've seen another version of life that is not you being tied to a nine to five that you despise. Candice, can I ask you, mm. so I come from, we, we're Jewish and we yeah. come from an immigrant family yeah. and my grandma used to run what she called a club. Yeah. And I know it's very popular with West Indians, that you put money in. People put money in each week. Yeah. And then at the end of... So you say you have 50 people. Yeah. So you put £20 in each week. And then at the end of 52 weeks, you'd have... How much? It's a lot. It okay, it's right. nice. So it's healthy. You, but it was a way of saving and putting money away. Yep. It was like a bank when yeah. people, immigrant families didn't use banks. They kept their money in their pockets. Yeah. So West Indians, do, did, you, yeah. did you come across that? I, I knew of it. My grandparents used to um, dabble in that. It's called a partner. We call it a partner. Mm. And beyond a partner... What they did is it was one of their best friends that lent them the money for the down payment of their house. Oh, wow. Yeah. And what happened then is I've gone on to find out they then did that for other people. It was literally like, you help me with my start, I'll help you. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I kind of miss that community spirit when it comes to finances now. Like everyone's so guarded and especially in the media industry, there's so much competition it's almost as if people don't want to say what they're being paid. I'm really open, especially if a woman emails me or comes to my DM. She's like, I've been approached by this brand. I don't, I'm very frank because I'm like, what happens, especially amongst POCs, is that. What's a POC? So people of colour. I remember okay. when I first started Sorry, like. Sorry, that sounds oh, very oh, rude, but oh, I wouldn't. I would, oh, no, yeah. don't worry. I remember when I started like doing ads on Instagram and then I got some management. And I remember brands going to my management, well, we wouldn't pay Candice that because there's a black girl down the road charging 200 quid. <gasps> like, they'd, they'd, they'd write, they'd write this out. So this was in a pre-George Floyd, Floyd time, mm-hmm. so everyone's tongue was a little looser. And so the reason I'm honest is because I'm like, I don't want a black woman who's devaluing herself in a different postcode bringing the entire market down. Mm. We all need to understand that this is the set price. And your worth. Exactly. Yeah. And I remember being on set one time, and I found this out a lot later on with five white women, and I found out they were paid like three grand and I was paid 200 quid. You're joking. No, I'm What did not. you do? I did, by the time I found out, this was like two years later I found out, so I was just like, well, sod's law. But um, yeah. The I dis- bet they wouldn't know. Oh, they wouldn't dare now. <laughs> so but, just, just what are all the jobs you're doing at the moment? 
I'm you, you're a writer yeah I've just finished my third book that comes out What's and it I think called? it's called Cuts Both Ways it's a young adult love story yeah. novel wow yeah, I'm doing fiction thank god how how is that <laughs> absolutely the most is that what you always wanted to do or not not necessarily I thought I'd be a non-fiction gal forever but the reality is my upbringing was quite traumatic and I'm tired of minding my life and so it's nice to like toy with fiction and toy with characters and one of the greatest things um the reason I actually fell in love with my husband is our bond over I can't believe I'm saying this twilight oh my god are you twilight literally that's what Esme's called Esme. Oh my God, babe. <laughs> I'm learning Shit. so much tonight. Like, oh my God. And so I was like, when um, the children's team approached me, were like, would you do a YA novel? I was like, absolutely, because that's What's what YA? made us fall in love. Young, Young adults. Adult. Yeah. Uh, okay. I was like, we fell in love over that kind of story. You know, you wanted to root for someone. And so, yeah. That's... So have you, have you met Robert? Okay, I went to see the Batman, and yeah. it's, he's a really everyone sexy Batman. Everyone says he's so he's good. really good. Yeah, he's a good actor. He's a really good actor, but like they've done like he's a bit of an emo Gosh, Batman. Food. Yeah. So like, do you want me to do food? Yes, I'm a bit hungry and I <laughs> swizzles. Um, that's really fascinating. It's a love story for the ages. I stick by it. I know the movies are so rubbish, but it's that writing YA now. I hate to be, um, it's the word gauche when you're a bit icky. I don't know what the word is. But writing YA now, I was like that tingly feeling you get down below when you're like 15. That's, that's what Twilight, it was just like, oh, oh my God, are they going <laughs> to do it? Oh my, like that. There's something so um, so is that magical. What you, so you, is it inspired by kind of Twilight? Have you got yeah. any tingly feelings? Um, Proper in, tingly. Okay, Not fine. only do I have tingly feelings, my husband, my husband like threw the laptop across the room when we got to the end. He was like, this cannot end this way. <laughs> I was like, that's the vibe I wanted. <laughs> Cliffhanger. Literally, literally. <laughs> give her the rights. Who's going to give her the <laughs> Get the rights, come on. So, so, okay, you don't eat, you don't, you don't cook. No. But you must eat out. I love eating so out. So where do you eat out? Oh, so we went to this great restaurant for my husband's birthday called Stork, this Nigerian restaurant in Mayfair. Oh, nice. He cussed it a bit because he's proper Nigerian. Okay. Was and it too fancy pants? For like, him. Yeah, right. And I was like, Small babe, plates. we're in Mayfair. You got The portions were great. He was just like, it weren't spicy enough. I was like, babe, because that's going to blow anyone else's head off. Mm. Like, you need to respect that. So I'll go wherever I feel a bit like posh. Do you know where I used to love going, though? It's closed down now. Speedy Noodle in Brixton. They, Speedy Noodle? Where was that? That was literally next On to McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, right. oh my god! Ah, oh, the hearts are broken in speeding. Ah. That used to be. <laughs> that used to be the best place. So cheap, so cheerful. And now, so what I try to do now is, especially when it comes to say my money and mm. eating out, mm. I always try to go for the top end, and I try to encourage people. I'm like, go to the closest of the top end of your budget. Just because I feel For like the experience, the experience, and also I feel like any kind of luxury is malignant. It just brings more of that into your life. It's like once you eat at a really good place or you have a certain level of service, you will try to find a way to do that again and again. Yeah, go to one that's got good reviews because some places are overpriced. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've never really eaten that much West African food. Mm. But I went. Have you been to Chishuru yet? No. It's in Brixton Market. Yeah. It's delicious. Yeah. 45 quid for a set meal. That's it. Yes, the broth did nearly knock my head off, <laughs> but I survived. And it was, I lived to tell the tale. And Chishuru, Jay Rayner reviewed it, I think. Um, but it was so good and really affordable, but also like, but then don't get me wrong. Like yeah. I, my husband and I are very different in how we approach it. He, he preferred me to cook because he mm. likes my cooking, but I like, I like the whole experience of yeah. eating out. So, look, sometimes it goes one way or the other and it could be overpriced and shit, but sometimes it, it's, it's all those extra on. bits that you're, yeah. you're paying for are this heaven. And some, I think another place, I don't know if it's, I've not been to Brixton in a bit, so... But there's a you, place there. Do you fish- find it hard to be in Brixton? Yeah, totally. I get a bit PTSD-ish. Really? Yeah. I, it's just... It's home. Like, I remember p- pulling my nan's shopping trolley through Brixton. 
Now, though, when I go back to Brixton, I can't just be me. Right. Because okay. I was raised there. It's like, and everyone calls me Candy. They're like, oh, Candy, you're doing so well. There's just this pressure mm. around being there, which is a shame. Because I did love it, but I just feel like I can't. What's it like being there. in Milton Keynes? It's cheap. It's cheap. It's would, green. Would you, would you ever come back to London? Yeah, but by myself. As in, I have these major desires of having a one-bedroom flat on the King's Road. All right, Carrie. <laughs> okay, shit. I'm like, mm. I, 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 well, you better bloody put it in your pocket and write I it know. out, and then it will happen. The vision's all there, so that's that's like one major goal. But we left London because, of course, yeah, property prices are through the roof. But when I found out I was having a son, mm. I was like, I'm not staying here. I am oh, really not. I'm obsessed for some reason with watching the data surrounding knife crime. And I was like, I can't do it. I can't because I have started to understand I could keep him in the house until he was 16 and he could never be gang affiliated in his life. It's wrong time, wrong place. And it's highly affecting black boys. And I was like, where can I go? That's quick and easy to get into London. But gives me the illusion, because now COVID's come along, it's all an illusion. Give me the illusion of safety. And Milton Keynes just felt close. Do the kids like it? They love it. Really? They absolutely... Like, we live on... In Milton Keynes, you have these parishes, they're called estates. Mm. And, like, you can literally let your kid play out and someone's going to watch your kid. That's really Everyone's nice. in the WhatsApp chat telling people off for driving too fast. Like, it's what... It's the childhood I remember, the very early childhood yeah. I remember. It's still available there. Do you talk to your kids about money? All the time. And <laughs> how does that go down? It goes down like Esme trying to explain to me what APR is. Oh, <laughs> Stop. Do you know what? So, <laughs> she now goes to a fee-paying school. She comes home one day. She's like, Mum, I need a pound because we need to grow it next week. I get on Google. I'm like, right, I've, I don't know plants either, so there's a <laughs> plant called a pound. Google's not ah. giving me anything. I go back to Esme. I'm like, babe, you've got this wrong. She's like, not a plant, woman. The money. I was like, you what? She was like, yeah, Miss So-and-so said, give me a pound and next week in maths, we're going to be taught how to grow it. And with what we earn from the growth, we're going to buy stuff for the playgrounds. Oh, She was wow. in year one. I was like, right. Here's... I don't know if they're teaching <laughs> that at um, my, my daughter's local comprehensive. Like, That's interesting. I was like, right. And then, Did you like it? I liked it. So I'm still in this place of, of guilt of new money for, guilt. For, for choosing a fee-paying school. Yeah. So, and here's what I need to remember, because I often skip steps. She only ended up in a fee-paying school because at the local school, she faced racism in reception class. I swear to what you. What kind of... So, I mean, I'm going to collect her. My phone rings. The teacher's like, oh, I've got something to tell you. A girl refused to play with Esme because she's black today. Um, but, you know, I gave her a two-minute timeout and made her think about things. So sorry I didn't call you earlier. Mm, poor Esme. So we turn up at the school, big conversation, meet the headmistress. The headmistress is like, I've got to be honest with you, we're now involving a charity because we've noticed some of the children are coming to school with national front tendencies. What? I said, darling, we're out. <laughs> I didn't even write. Was she one of the only black children there? Yeah, she was like, there was only two in the whole primary school. That's that's so terrifying, even that Milton man. Keynes is quite diverse, but the specific village we moved to was very white. And the kids were with the national kids, front, wow. national front tendencies. So as I do, because now I'm heavy they in get it from their parents, exactly. Though. Now I'm like heavy into the woo woo. What my husband doesn't know is I've been collecting private school prospectuses that have been coming through our letterbox, and I've kept trying to like have this conversation with him because guess what we went to the open day of the fee pain school so many nigerian kids in her class it's like that's where you all are mm. you're all over there and do you like it love it it's so hogwartsy <laughs> i love and she's she's just having an experience that i just i look at 
I'm able to look at her in awe, not just because she's now teaching me about money, but she's just having a version of childhood I only read in books. And so I'm like, I'm like, I tell her every day, go on girl, but I'm saying to me, go on girl. Like, this is what you're working for so that she can just go out there and like play hockey and, and talk all this posh shit. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> So we ask Candice, we ask everybody yeah. what their last supper would be. Starter, main, pud, drink of choice. Oh my gosh, you've got me there. Starter, okay, something like oysters. Ah. Big oyster fan. We're going to do a king prawn something. Great. Pasta. So I used to be an au pair in Napoli in Italy. How was that as a black it was woman? terrible as a black woman. It's Great incredibly as a foodie. Racist. Yeah, so racist. Did you encounter racism when you were there? Oh, absolutely. But my host family had just recently adopted a kid from Cambodia. Right. So in my home in Napoli, it's very loving, very diverse, very open. It's the streets of Napoli that I navigated with great difficulty. Unfortunately, forward slash fortunately, dad died right in the middle of that excursion. So literally, I spoke your, to... Your dad? Yeah. He died of the flu. He died really suddenly. Oh my God. Right, yeah. So I spoke to him on Wednesday and he was dead by Friday. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. So that cut into that. But what I learned about, and like my host family would always say, tutia tavla, so everyone to the table, and the pasta and the heartiness and the coffee my last meal would have to be something Italian. What were they really, were they good at cooking everything? So good at cooking. And it was cooking. just effortless. Effortless. But you didn't learn anything. Didn't learn, didn't, <laughs> didn't want to learn, just but would be at the table, <laughs> just like there. And then um, tiramisu for dessert. You know where the, apparently the best tiramisu is? And I've probably said this on Theo's, it's a pizzeria in Camberwell. Yeah. Apparently it's the best tiramisu in London. See? But I don't know, yeah, try I'm it. I'm going to have to try it. But that would be me. I know, I know black people, are li- black people are listening like, Jesus Christ, love. No, <laughs> rice and- <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> and what drink? A gin and tonic, stiff G&T, Hendrix, please. With a bit of, uh, a bit bit of, of cucumber. cucumber. Yeah, that's, that's it. What are the most <laughs> memorable meals in Sex and the City? Like, what are ones <gasps> that like, oh, obviously sushi. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. The most well, yeah, that's not. They food, didn't but... really eat. They didn't really. Eat. They were always kind of in, eating a salad in a having a chopped salad. Yeah. yeah. So they went to that fusion restaurant once with that black chef, where I Samantha's like having sex with a black guy, and his like sister owns a restaurant. God, I don't know what season this is, but they didn't really eat. Charlotte ate the most. She ate. She she, she cooked, married the Jewish yeah, guy. Yeah, she she cooked the most. <laughs> Does anybody want a little more? I mean, would you like some more? Go on, do it. Yeah. I need to know. So you're staying in a hotel tonight? Yeah, yeah. Is there a particular hotel? Is it going to be the King's Road bed? No, it is in Mayfair. There's two of my favourites in, in like, posh sides. You've got the the Mayfair townhouse. And when I really want to do it big, the Langham. The Langham. I know. Is it lovely? It's so delish. It's a bit dated, but there's something to that. Charming. Yeah, I just. Mm. Is the spa good? Do you ever use the spa? Spa is the best spa I've been to in London, hands down. Really? Yeah. I'm not even going to lie. And the service. And now I've been going there long enough that they always do me a little deal. Oh, we like that. So I, I love a little deal. <laughs> it's quite. It's quite nice to like be able to go Thank to London you. for the night. I know. Do you know what? And. I love London with all my heart. Like I was saying, I only left because I wanted the illusion of safety for my kids. Mm. So have you got a big house with a swimming pool in Milton Keynes? Not yet, but we will do in April. What? Yeah. <laughs> you Come see? on, this is where we're all going to go. I'm like, not, so we are, we are this close to closing. Um, a new place. A new place. We sold but our... you just renovated your place, no? I know. So do you I, like that? I, I love it, but then I was like, I knew we were renovating to like put a plaster on a wound, if that makes sense. So we sold our oh, house yeah. in our properties in Milton Keynes. I think post COVID, they're not People, sitting there for right. five seconds because everyone's trying to get out of London. We you, bought one, it fell through. 
And I'm not going to lie to you. I was actively praying against the offers my husband was putting on, but I just didn't want to tell him. He was like going on to these houses, making offers, and they just weren't it. I was like, in my mind, I was like, I don't like this, but I don't want to break his heart because he's doing all the footwork and the admin. I get back from New York Sunday night. Our phones go, it's one of them house websites. The house gets listed. The house. I come alive. I'm like, that's the fucker. And I want it and I want it now. So all of a sudden, everything's flowing. We get in there Monday, one o'clock. Offers accepted Monday, five o'clock. How and I, like it. I turned to him and I said, you always wait for what you want. Like, don't try. He's, he, he doesn't mind patchwork. I'm like, I will sit here and I will will the thing into fruition. And what happened with our dream house, um, on the day of exchange, their sellers backed out. On the day of exchange, like so their stuff is, is in your, storage. They are good to go. Their sellers backed out. We go to view it. The owner's sitting in the living room. She's semi in tears. We have a 45-minute conversation. And during that conversation, I'm like, I know this house is ours because we've made a connection with this woman. Like, she knows all about the school our daughter goes to. Come out. We make quite a hefty offer. And I look at the female estate agent. I'm like, listen, there's like five cars waiting. People are coming to see this house back to back. I said, you make this house look like shit. I was like, it doesn't belong to anyone else. (laughs) (laughs) You make this house. And now... Yeah. So when are you moving? April, I think. End of April. And does it have a swimming pool? Not yet, no. Right. But it's it's six beds. And I've got columns on my front door. I've always columns, columns on the front door. <laughs> oh, I love a column. Will you, will you have your walk-in? Oh, God. <laughs> oh. She's got six bedrooms. She's going to have oh, a whole girl. room. We are already, like, talking to furniture people to do the whole thing. It's going to... Do you like karaoke? If someone takes me, I'll give it a bash. What would be a song? Oh my god! Um, another Sex in the City reference. Oh, um, yeah. I think I love you, baby. Um, to be real, yes. McCre- no, it's not McCre- Cheryl Lynn. Cheryl Lynn. Ooh, your love so when Carrie's walking down the catwalk in the hills yeah. and she drops. Oh yeah. my god! That. Were you obsessed with it at the time? Absolutely obsessed. Even though there wasn't a black woman uh, in there. Did that did, matter did to you? didn't give a damn. Right. And obviously when it initially so came you, out... Okay, I've got so many questions Yeah, now. I was way too young. But then like seasons five and six are coming out when I'm saying 1920. My boyfriend at the time bought me the whole thingy on box DVD set, yeah. for Christmas. Bo- we have box sets. Yeah, yeah, whole box set and it was pink and black. And I got horrendously sick that Christmas with the worst flu ever. And I just got an iMac where you could put the disc in the thing. And I remember watching the whole thing over the course of a week. What is your prized, prized possession? Uh, a classic Chanel flat bag that was made the year I was born. <laughs> yeah. When did you get that? So I bought that for my 30th birthday. I bought it secondhand and it just so, so was happened. it your push present as well? Yeah, kind yeah. of. And, like, it just so happened it was made the year I was born. And, like, it's got no volume because it's so old. And, guys, don't judge me. I've super glued the handle back together. No, no, no. I know okay. I should No, check. babe, you know about that... Um, I know. Re- re- restoring. Restore. I know, babe, I know. I, I'm get like, on it. I've been like... But it's just... Do you know what it was as well? That was, that was the bag I had taped to my bedroom wall when I was, like, 16, 17. That was my made-it bag. And then also it was like the first time I had enough money to buy that and not worry about the gas meter. Mm. So even though in terms of monetary value and the world's value, it's like, oh girl, that is like, that's my thing. Because that is my, my physical thing that it's like anything is possible. Jesus, it's hard work. And there are gonna, there's going to be so much shit thrown at you. But acquiring that in the physical, it's like, so you went from sleeping on the floor of a flat in Summerlate in a state to getting the thing on the wall. Like, never forget you can get the thing on the wall. What's next for you? Yeah, you've written your, the yeah, novel. Yeah, yeah. Fiction. <laughs> but I feel like you've got other things you've got your eye on because this is... Your man- what are you manifesting at the moment? Or are you allowed to talk about that? I'm manifesting like Twilight. I can't lie to you. I'm like... So this YA... 
Oh, franchise, trilogy, trilogy yeah. franchise, yeah. yeah. Oh, she's manifesting a, t- a trilogy, yeah, not becoming a vampire. Oh, god, no, okay, well, fine. So, yeah, I this one book deal with this YA book, how I've ended the story is not what the contract said. And I was like, listen, darling, I've got some big dreams for these characters, so take my head in, and they have. And I, I just want to be able to grow with them and grow with the readers. and... I, I hate when people BS. Yeah, some authors would sit here and be like, oh, you know, I just do it for the love. No, everyone wants to write that kind of book where you may never have to write again. That's the dream. That's like, so if this YA love story was it, that would be great. I'm also learning to write for TV, which is... Um, <laughs> oh, really? My God. How's that? Terrible. Is it with other people in the room? Abs- oh, God. God, and these rooms were created in COVID time. So most of them I haven't even met in real life and we're trying to exchange these ideas. Do you know who I really want to be like? Shonda Rhimes. Uh-huh. I, I, I kind of feel like maybe you're on your way, babe. Are we going to have a bit of dessert? Have some dessert. Mm. You big pudding person? Not bothered? You've got to have that prawn Yeah, I will. Always, always pudding. Oh, really? Oh, so what was on the list? What was it? In, what, it your low-key 28-person... Wedding where you look fabulous. Yeah. What was the food? The food was okay. This is re- guys are going to be like you're joking. I didn't even know the menu till I arrived because I what I don't, I don't imagine this of you because you yeah, are so care. in control of your destiny and everything. Yeah. It feels you like know, I think to have the energy to be in control of my destiny. There's so much I just have to be like, oh, I trust you. You get on with it. The only thing I I desperately wanted was um um la- I always say the name wrong. Ladere macaron. Favors. Oh, I love those. So very we had little bo- like box of, <laughs> of four of those is. with our initials on every table, and that was because when we had absolutely no money, the one treat he'd get me every payday was a box of those. Oh, I love so I just wanted those. Which the... flavours did you go for? I got salted caramel, vanilla, lemon, and I think chocolate. Is those the ones that some went By the Royal Academy, yes. yeah. I just, oh, that was, yeah. yeah. Have you ever had Les Merveilleurs? Oh, my God, Oh, they my are. God. She <laughs> got them for me for my second baby. <laughs> On the Northcote Road. Oh, They're kind of a cross between wow. a Macron and a meringue. You would love them, babe. Yeah. <gasps> they are... <gasps> They and they amazing. melt. They're like clouds in your mouth. Oh, aren't they? My favourite. Right, this is an unusual dessert. I feel like Carrie would approve. Though. Yeah, I think she would because okay. it's quite exciting. So what you do is you take that out, you put some yeah. creme fraiche, and then raspberries on the top, and it tastes gorgeous. Oh, yours is broken. Swap. No, yeah, you know. No, shut up. Oh, You're our guest. Be our guest. <laughs> They're olive oil biscuits. They're delicious. Yeah, what are they? these? Are called Fabrica de Tortas. Fabrica de Tortas. Fabrica. Andres Gavino Sevilla. Where'd you get them from, Mum? Actually, oh, they're actually from Ocados. Fabulous. Or waitress. I love that. But I'm going to show you what you do. Okay. So you put a little bit. Mum, she's TikToking. Oh, you're TikToking. Oh, yeah. oh, oh my God. I've on TikTok. Right, you put a little bit on like that. Yeah. And then you put your raspberries on. Like that. Should you put a little icing sugar on that? No. No, darling. Okay. There's enough sugar. So okay. Right, and that's it. Do you like this? I do. Mm. It's fun, isn't it? It's Very. fun. It's fun. Right, do you think you've got good table manners? Yeah. Yeah, granddad, didn't it? Oh, really? Yeah. Was he quite strict? Very. <laughs> what were the kind of rules? My granddad, the first thing my granddad taught me, he was like, if you ever go to a place where there's more than one cutlery, you start on the outside and you work your way uh-huh. in. That was his first thing. He taught me the difference between a water glass and a wine glass. He was like, you never put your elbows on the table. You never speak with your mouth full. You don't necessarily reach over, you reach round. If you need to cough or sneeze, you step away from the table. Like, yeah, he was about it. But I mean, you know, you've been a fabulous guest. Thanks. I mean, I just feel like we could be talking yeah, forever. forever. Mm. I would like to go back to that from the situation. <laughs> <laughs> the way she said people don't talk about money it's true I think I come from a family that does talk about money but I think lots of people don't 
And I think it's interesting that when, if you don't talk about money, you don't face money problems or how to use money. And she clearly has managed her money very, very well. I just want to say thanks for PayPal for setting us up. I really enjoyed meeting Candice. And hearing about her story and her entrepreneurial ways and her manifestations and her saying yeah my woo woo but actually you know her making stuff happen and I've never met anyone who knew as much about sex in the city as me or fashion I feel like fashion and sex in the city I mean you gave her a good run for her money because I know all the words to all the episodes darling I absolutely loved her. You can follow her on social media, on Instagram, TikTok. You may see Mum's Purred on TikTok. And um, where you can also see more of her work that she's done with paper. Thank you, Jill and Johnny, for inspiring the pudding. Very easy. Easy. And was it nice? Did you enjoy it, darling? I did enjoy it. It was easy. I wonder. Oh, my God. Jessie always does this. She does nothing and then always has a little criticism. I wonder. No, it's not, it's not wonder, darling. Just say it's fabulous. Oh, my God. It is fabulous. However. What? When you were talking about those light clouds on Northcote Road, what's that place called? Les Merveilleurs. Yeah, that's so banging. Can you get them anywhere else in London? No. That's a real bloody shame. But I was just thinking you could have done that. Instead of creme fraiche, I like creme fraiche, don't get me wrong. You Johnny does it with cream. cream. Johnny does it a with cream. A little vanilla in there. Johnny essence. does it with yeah. cream. Actually, I've had it, and I think I've had a different one. It was slightly sweeter. The ones I brought to you and Sam, were yeah. they the same sweetness or slightly sweeter? I think maybe slightly sweeter. Yeah, but I've got some almond ones that I think are a bit sweeter. But I, d- I didn't mind because it, if pastry isn't always sweet, is it? With more ways to shop, pay, donate and send money, there are more ways to PayPal. Sending and receiving money requires a PayPal account and you must be 18 or over, which Lenny certainly is. Cheeky rats. <laughs> but do you know what? Actually, when I donate to charities, I get really fed up if you can't use PayPal because it's so annoying. You have to get your card out. It's much easier with PayPal. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you soon for another episode. Bye.